0: Export Advisors, a podcast about international sales with your host, Matthew Garfine. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Export Advisors podcast. We're at export-advisors.com. My name is Matthew Garfine, and today we're going to take a deep dive into the documentation involved in international sales and the workflow of the export order process, from the time your customer submits a purchase order through to the time the order ships from your warehouse. The international purchasing process begins with your export price sheet. A couple months ago, we dedicated an entire podcast to describing the elements of an effective export price sheet, so I recommend you give that one a listen. When your international customer is ready to place a purchase order, he'll be relying on the product and pricing information contained in your export price sheet, so make it as complete and user-friendly as possible. Many customers will request a product availability update before planning an order. You can speed up this process by sending out automated inventory update reports to your international customers on a regular basis. These reports don't necessarily need to indicate precise inventory levels of each product, as many companies would consider that confidential information. But at the very least, a good availability report will indicate the inventory of each product as being high, medium, low, or backordered. When a product is backordered, the report should indicate the future availability date so that customers have the choice of either waiting for the backorders or removing them from their order. The export sales workflow starts when your customer submits his purchase order, typically generated by his ERP software. ERP means Enterprise Resource Planning, and it's a kind of business management software that your customers are probably using to track their purchases, inventory, and sales. Different ERP systems output different variations of the standard purchase order, so formatting will vary, but the content should be consistent. I won't go into too much detail about purchase orders since they are not related to your export sales documentation, but as a general rule, a purchase order should include the following. The bill to company name and address, the ship to company name and address, a purchase order number, the incoterms and payment terms of the order, and a list of products, quantities, and costs. A word about the ship to information. If you're shipping the customer's order to a domestic freight forwarding agent, that will be the ship to address. If you're shipping the customer's order internationally to their home country, then the customer's warehouse address will be the ship to address. Be sure the customer provides a contact name and phone number or email at the delivery point so that the freight company can schedule its deliveries and direct the documentation to the proper person. If your customer requires any special instructions for preparing and or shipping the order, ask him to include this information upfront when submitting his purchase order. If the order is a full container, ask the customer if he prefers the merchandise to be floor loaded or loaded on pallets. Some countries have strict requirements regarding pallets and will only accept importations on plastic pallets or on wooden pallets that have been fumigated. Some international customers are less formal than others, and there may be times when a customer wants to submit a purchase order by simply listing the products and quantities in an email, or even worse, in a text message. My advice is to not accept this. Require that your customers submit formal purchase orders as an attachment to an email in a format like PDF, Word, or Excel. The reason for this is that it's important to have a paper trail when it comes to export sales order administration. If there is some sort of problem with the order in the future, you will have a clear communication trail to determine who should take responsibility. The next step in the Export Sales Administration workflow is the proforma invoice. Just as your customers are likely generating their purchase orders from their ERP software, you will probably be generating your proforma invoice from your ERP software. A proforma invoice is sometimes called a sales order acknowledgement, which is the same thing. So. What is a proforma? Think of the proforma invoice as a virtual handshake between buyer and seller. The proforma confirms all the information the customer provided on their purchase order, including the billing and shipping addresses, order number, incoterms, and payment terms, and the products with their quantities and prices. The proforma is the seller's official confirmation of the product costs and availability. If there are errors on the customer's purchase order, for example, an incorrect product cost, the proforma will clarify the correct cost. In effect, the proforma is the document that states, here is what we understand to be your order with its pricing and commercial conditions. The Performa invoice should indicate which products are currently available for shipment and which are not. For backordered products, the Performa should indicate a future availability date. Many Performa invoices include the seller's payment instructions, making this information readily available for the buyer's reference. Otherwise, make sure your company's payment instructions are included on your export price sheet. Finally, the ideal proforma also includes the total weights and dimensions of the order, which helps customers get quotes for shipping, but not all ERP systems can include this data on proformas. Keep in mind that in the export order workflow process, it's likely that there will be at least one revision of the proforma. For example, A customer may decide to remove a product that is backordered for three weeks and instead include the product on his next order. Or the customer may decide to increase or reduce order quantities of certain products. Every time there is a change to the customer's order, an updated proforma must be generated. Once the order has been adjusted and modified according to the customer's wishes, make sure to request a formal approval of the latest proforma invoice in writing. The next step in the export sales workflow is getting the order released by the credit department. If the customer has credit terms with your company and his account is in good standing, then the credit manager only needs to release the order for shipping. If the customer does not have credit terms with your company, then you'll need to wait until he has sent payment before the order can be released. Ask your customer to send you a proof of the SWIFT payment from his bank so that you can advise your credit department to look for the incoming payment and release the order as soon as possible. Once the credit department has released your customer's order, the next step in the export sales workflow is that your warehouse receives the pick list via your ERP system and begins to prepare the order for shipment. For less than container orders, the merchandise will usually be shipped on pallets. For full container orders, your warehouse staff will load the shipping container with the merchandise, which could be palletized or not depending on the customer's preference. Once the warehouse has completed the packing and preparation of the order, your company's ERP system will generate the Packing List. The Packing List includes the buyer's name, the commercial invoice number, the products and quantities on the order, but no prices. The Packing List is usually printed in triplicate or more. This way there are copies for your accounting department, your warehouse, the shipping company, and the final customer. At the same time that your warehouse is preparing the packing list, your ERP system will generate the commercial invoice for the order. Usually, the commercial invoice number is different from the Proforma number. This is because one Proforma may ship under several commercial invoices. For example, maybe half of the customer's order ships this week, and the other half ships next week. In this case, there will be two commercial invoices corresponding to the same Proforma. The commercial invoice is the most important document that your international customers require in order to ship and import the products. It includes all the same information that was on the proforma that the customer approved, except it may not include all of the products listed on the proforma if the order is shipping in more than one shipment. It's important that your commercial invoice clearly states commercial invoice at the top of the page. In some countries, underpaid customs officials look for any excuse to point out problems with shipments such as a commercial invoice document that does not clearly say commercial invoice. Ideally, your ERP system automatically emails commercial invoices in PDF format to your customers once orders ship. Alternately, your export sales administration department or your credit department can email the commercial invoices to the customers as orders ship. Keep in mind that some countries still require original signed paper copies of commercial invoices, which means in those cases you'll need to send paper copies to the customer via International Courier Service. If the order includes any discounted products, it's preferable to apply the discount to each line item rather than add a summary discount at the bottom of the commercial invoice. For example, if the order has a 5% discount, indicate the net price on the line for each product rather than applying a 5% discount line at the bottom. This helps to avoid confusion with those underpaid customs agents who will look for any excuse to charge higher import duties to your customers by not accepting a summary discount as being applied to every line item of the order. Sometimes export orders will include products free of charge, which your company may be supplying as test samples or perhaps as part of a sales program or other commercial incentive. In this case, it's important that your ERP system allows you to add customized notes to commercial invoices. The commercial invoice should include a statement declaring that the products are being provided free of charge for testing or marketing purposes and are not for resale. This will help your international customers avoid problems with those underpaid customs agents. So now your customer's order has been invoiced and packed and is ready for shipping. Your company has generated the commercial invoice and the packing list. The next step is arranging the shipment. Depending on the Incoterms of your export sales program, The shipment from your warehouse to the customer may be your responsibility or it may be the customer's responsibility. Please refer to our previous podcast about freight forwarders and incoterms for more detail about this. The final document in the export sales workflow is the bill of lading, sometimes abbreviated as BOL. The bill of lading is not generated by your company. It is generated by the shipping company that picks up the merchandise from your warehouse. It's a document that the carrier issues to acknowledge receipt of the cargo for shipment. Since the bill of lading is not generated by your company, I won't go into great detail about it, but it should include the following information. The shipper's name, which is your company, the ship to destination, which is your customer's freight forwarder or final destination, a bill of lading number, the commercial invoice number, the total number of boxes being shipped, their weight and volume, and the cost of the transport. Just like the packing list, the bill of lading is usually printed in triplicate or more with copies for accounting, warehouse, shipper, and final customer. And that is the end of the export sales order workflow, from the customer's purchase order all the way through to the shipping company providing the bill of lading. But wait, there's more! While we're on the topic of export sales documentation, I would like to mention some documents that may be required by your international customers in order to comply with local import requirements in their country. The first is a certificate of origin. This is a formal document issued by your company that certifies in which country the products are manufactured or assembled. Most certificates of origin follow internationally accepted guidelines and may be subject to official certification by an authorized third party. The certificate of origin is an important document when goods are shipped between two countries that share a free trade agreement or have a preferential tariff treaty. It may be required by your customers' customs agents in order to qualify for the lower or zero import duty rates. Another document your international customers may request is a laboratory certification or test report from an accredited third-party testing authority. This will vary greatly depending on the type of products you sell. Many classes of products are tested for safety and the testing laboratories issue safety certificates to certify that they comply with international standards. Depending on the type of product and the country of import, these kinds of certifications may be required in order to import. Finally, it's common for your international customers to request an authorized distributor letter that they can present to those underpaid customs officials to prove that they are authorized to import these products on behalf of the manufacturer or seller. This type of letter should always be printed on your company's letterhead and should name your customer as an authorized and official importer and reseller of your products in their country. And that's it for today's podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please subscribe and leave us a positive comment on the podcast service that you use. We welcome your comments at export-advisors.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.